So, all right. So now we get down to the stuff we've missed. So last time you heard from us, it was, uh, well, also there was no video. So that's, that's changed now. There's video now. You can see us. Um, but also, uh, <laughs> the entire Pac-12 is disintegrating. Um, by the day, what are we at? Like the sixth alternative deadline for when they're going to announce the media deal? Any day now. Any day now. Well, literally, this is also a one-year anniversary of of the Pac-12 announcing that they were, you know, accelerating their the media rights negotiation. And, <laughs> Every USC announced the Big Ten. I've heard so many things from oh, it's this number to no, actually it's this number to it's seventy yeah. so it's all streaming to seventy percent streaming to to it's it's this network no, it's this network no, it's this combination. And I've heard it's coming this day, it's coming. I have heard so many different things on this. It's it's actually absolutely crazy. So I think uh, the the question you have here is is Big Ten expansion or uh, so University of Washington slash Oregon versus Stanford. So yeah. again, I think the premise is this is not going well for the Pac-12. Well, Pac-12 should barely call them that. It's mostly Pac-10 at this point. Um, basically, there is the opportunity for many for one conference, if not many conferences, to basically take to take to basically steal teams from the Pac-12 or what's left of it to scavenge it. I think you're what is the best target here for 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 the Big 10, I guess. Is the SEC I think is kind of they're not particularly interested in adding a team on the other side of the country and nor do they really need to. I think they're just going to kind of wait until they can get yeah. Clemson. Cuz like the thing is if if you're looking at pillaging other conferences the SEC is right there on the ACC. If the ACC blows up, they can just add the entire most of the ACC or the best teams in the ACC, and then they're good. Like I think Clemson, Florida State, Miami would be easy targets. Um, but I think the pack, the big, uh, the Big Ten is more interested in it. So, in your opinion, what are the what are the better targets for for the for the Big Ten? Um, well, let me kind of frame it in a, in a strange way um, because you know, you hear a lot of discussion in terms of, you know, five years down the road. Well, at that point, Oregon and, and Washington might just jump to the Big Ten. And I just don't see that happening. Um, and I thought, you know, I could just go through a list of reasons why. And then I thought it'd be even more interesting just to kind of put in a context of we do these two teams, Oregon and Washington, against admitting Stanford to the Big Ten, just to kind of illustrate some, you know, my thinking here. Um so I've got them in three areas, media, geographic, and academic. So under media, number one, media rights revenue. Um, you know, there's been a lot of numbers kicked around in terms of the next Pac-12 deal. Let's say it sounds like it's going to be maybe 25 or 30 million per team per year. Let's go with 30 to be generous. Let's say that Oregon and Washington are like well above that. And let's say that, you know, they're worth 40 million a year. Okay. Let's say that Stanford is well below that and they're only worth 20 million a year half if you do the math basically the current big 10 deal is 70 million per team per year uh once sc and ucla go aboard it'll actually be more dilutive to add oregon and washington than if you just add stanford because you've got two teams that are actually diluting combined more than one team is diluting by itself if that makes sense so Vote against Oregon and Washington. I think if any 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 program that that is interested in media rights, which is basically all of them, would vote in favor of Stanford. There's an Eastern Time Zone issue. This is I wouldn't have thought about this, but I I'm a nerd, so I listen to a lot of you know sports media podcasts, and one of them said 
you know, the big, the big 10 is kind of concerned about, they love the concept of the, the big noon kickoff, but it's kind of a hot potato that nobody wants more than once. If that makes sense. Um, to your point about expand expansion, I think that they really want to solve this. And if they're going to expand, get something in the East coast, the Eastern time zone, I've actually read that in a couple of accounts on Twitter too. Um, so that's basically a strike against all three of these, Oregon, Washington, and Stanford. The other side of that is, oh, go ahead. Did you have a thought? Well, I mean, there's not many teams on the East that they'd be interested in, the exception of maybe Notre Dame. That's about it, right? right? Like there's nothing. Let's, let's come back to that at the end. This is interesting. Okay. Um, you've got the other side of that is the Pacific time zone issue. Um, there's not really a window that the Big Ten is looking to fill up more with West Coast um, programs. Um, that's just kind of not in their TV deal. And I don't think they're interested in expanding the Big Ten network too much to make a late night spot that kind of exists sometimes and sometimes doesn't. So adding any of these teams really, really creates a problem in that regard in terms of the, you know, the Pacific time zone teams. Um, you've got your smaller programs currently in the Big Ten. Um, if you look at the windows that are on the next deal, you're going to have, there's three big windows, Fox morning, CBS um, late afternoon or morning for us people on the West coast. We'll use East, East time, East uh, time zone, Fox noon, CBS three thirty, NBC prime time. Right. Um, then you've got the big 10 is going to carry the rest of the games. That's a limited number of windows. And so whatever the big 10 can't, um, carry is going to be pushed out to peacock you've got your smaller programs are only worried about i'm going to be forced to peacock three or four times a year i don't want that they're not going to want washington and oregon who are going to be more attractive than a purdue or an indiana they're 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 going to push the so these programs to peacock more so you've got these smaller programs are incented to not have an oregon or a washington um Going back to the media rights revenue, I think that, you know, you mentioned how what a disaster that the media rights is doing. I've seen a couple of different iterations where, um, and it seems likely that most of the, their programming is not going to be on linear TV. It's going to be on a streaming service, uh, which the latest is it's going to be Pac-12 is going to be its own streaming service. Good luck. Um, wow. What's going to happen is get any money this runs its full. Yeah. Um, they have the infra they still have the channel, so it kind of makes sense that you know, okay, they don't have to divest of this all this infrastructure to run the the channel. Um, but I don't know what they'll get, you know, from pipeline revenue. But I bring that up because, you know, you get a full another contract deal here. It's four or five years, and you have Washington and Oregon in that out of sight, out of mind. Um, after that, they're just going to be less visible, and they're going to command less media rights revenue going forward. So. That's all under media, um, geographically travel. If you do the math, <laughs> despite what the idiot president at Northwestern says, he says, well, if we add more teams and it, 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 it takes care of the travel issue. No, it doesn't ding dong. Uh, if you look at right now, USC and UCLA, um, between the two of them for football, they require the rest of the conference to make eight trips to the West coast. If you add just Stanford, that number increases to 12. You've actually increased the number of trips that the teams need to make to the West Coast. 
If you add Oregon and Washington, that increases to 15. So you've almost doubled the amount of travel to the West Coast that your <laughs> that your Central and, and, and East Coast time zone programs have to do. So I'll just say Northwestern president, who actually was the president of Oregon, uh, I'll just say he's probably not good at math or he's too busy to check his staff's work. But, you know, this is not a, a creative. Next under geographic is a talent recruiting base. Um, if I look at Stanford versus uh, Oregon and Seattle, way more way more talent that I want to recruit out of the Bay Area than those others. Um, you know, the Bay Area is not great, but there's more top level stars that come out of the Bay Area than Washington and Oregon. So if I'm the if I'm the Big Ten, I definitely want to have the Bay Area um, in my footprint rather than Oregon and Washington. And it's also interesting. Ohio State's pulled a couple of, they pulled out um, Ebuka and uh, Tui Molawau, if I said that right, from the state of Washington. They don't need more of a footprint. They like a guy there, they mm -hmm. get him. Easy peasy. Um, similarly, in the recruiting uh, geographic considerations, the way it'll be next year, basically USC is going to have first dibs on every five-star in the Pacific time zone because they're going to want to be on TV. They're not going to want to be on streaming and they probably want to stay local now that there's an actual coach at USC. They would absolutely veto having, you know, Oregon and Washington, especially Oregon because they recruit so well and they have a tremendous resources. Um, why would they want to split that? It's strategically, they're going to be in such a great position. I've read a couple of, you know, pieces about it. It's already showing, you know, that, that, that there's just kids that, you know, before Riley, and especially now with this new deal, that would have considered Oregon that just, you know, Oregon's just not able to get in on now. Um, and then lastly, under geographic, the alumni base. This was interesting, and I, I, there was some account on Twitter that I follow that actually made a good point about this. And this explains some other really kind of weird stuff in terms of expansion. You know, we always think about why is Maryland and why is Rutgers a part of the Big Ten? What a mistake. Well, the thing is, they have huge alumni bases from all the Big Ten <laughs> colleges in D.C. and in basically, you know, the tri-state area, New York. So it's one of those soft benefits where, you know, definitely they've seen an increase in, in, in fundraising from alumni in the area. There's just more engagement when, you know, your team comes out and, you know, it's, it's kind of not fair to Rutgers. But, you know, if you can get a bunch of Ohio State alums just to, you know, go to Rutgers and, and watch a game there or, you know, Michigan alums in D.C. to watch them play Maryland, great. They're more engaged, and they've actually literally seen an increase in fundraising from those alumni bases. I bring that up because um, the amount of Big Ten alumni in the Bay Area is basically five or six times more than, than Washington and Oregon combined. <laughs> so, <laughs> any responses on that? Any pushback? Yes, no? Yeah, so I... Uh, that's a lot of lot of things to to discuss there. Yeah, I mean, I I broadly agree with with pretty much all those points. I will say that the one thing is that the Big Ten, I feel like, and and I think a lot of people also view this as well. There is, I think, to some extent, obviously compared to the SEC, there is kind of this dearth of really good programs. I mean, okay, we're not knocking Ohio State here, not knocking Michigan. And, and Penn State and Michigan, but like, okay, so you've got Ohio State, you've got Michigan, you've got Penn State sometimes, you've got Michigan State a couple times, 
you're not calling Purdue an elite school. We're not talking like there is a kind of lack of top schools now. Okay, obviously currently yeah. we're adding USC. Okay, good. UCLA sometimes okay. Stanford is going to be kind of that. It's going to fit right in there with that Michigan with with the with the Maryland, Rutgers, Northwestern. They're going to fit right there with them. Um, Oregon, Washington would be it would it would basically create a tougher conference strength of schedule. Now, I don't think that's necessarily going to be an issue because we're now seeing. And I, I, you're very clearly seeing there is two super conferences, basically, and I think they are one of those super conferences. So I don't think they're necessarily – and this is something the SEC could probably start looking at, too, in the fact that – like, and, and you're already seeing that when they when they decide not to go for the 19 conference schedule, they decide to go to this weird 8-1 for a year. There is concerns that, hey, we're going to cannibalize ourselves, and not necessarily for the top teams. The top teams are still going to win their games, but – like Missouri, your Mississippi State, your Ole Miss, they're like, hey, guess yeah. what? We don't, we're not going to get to go to a bowl every other year now because we had, we got a rough schedule that year, right? So, I think these are some of the concerns with, with these teams, and I, I'm not. It, it's going to depend on what the Big Ten, the Big Ten is going to want to do. the The fact of not being on streaming, the problem isn't necessarily the streaming; it's the fact that it's hard for people to watch. Like, what streaming service is it going to be on, right? Is it if it was on Netflix, it'd be like, yeah, sure, that's great, but it's yeah. not gonna be on Netflix. It's not gonna yeah. be on Disney Plus. It's not gonna be on Amazon. Like it's it's gonna be on something random. If the Pac-12 makes it, and like if the Pac-12 <laughs> makes their own media streaming app and says you have to pay twelve, no one is gonna do that. That's the problem, and, and this is what we're seeing now. And, and you're seeing yeah. now all these people are cutting the cord, and because the this has been the, the trend. The bear was like, oh, everybody's cutting the cord. They're getting rid of their cable package. Well, then, okay, so you you're got rid of your $80 a month cable package. Now you got to subscribe to Netflix. That's $20. you got to subscribe to Disney. Like, the problem is this stuff is starting to add up, and people are like, yeah, okay, well, we did this to save money, not spend more money, right? It's like, so this, this is the problem. People are, not, there's not going to be an appetite to be like, I'm going to pay 12 or whatever a month to watch, a, a, like, what, 13 games a week, like 13 games through the season? And because it's be more specific. To see Arizona State play Washington State, yeah, like it's only going to be those super diehard fans. Like if you're if you're a, a yeah. general fan on the West Coast, there's no guarantee that the, the, the game that you're going to want to see is going to be on that streaming service. It could like, and it's probably not even going to be the premier games are still going to be on TV, right? Like you could yeah. be like like if you're a, if you're a general college football fan, like I'm not, I'm an Oregon fan, but I'm not, I'm not a super fan. I don't need to see every game. There are people who are like, and I think you kind of fall more into that. You you want to see every single USC game. But there's a lot of people who are just like, I just like college football, right? And there's a couple of games that interest me a week, and I'm like, I want to see that game. I want to see that game. I want to see that game. Like, I, I, I mean, here's the thing. Maybe that game that I want to see could be on Pac-12 streaming app, on, on currently untitled Pac-12 streaming app. Maybe it's not going to be. Maybe it could be, right? So um, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge barrier to that as well. The geographic yeah, – think- Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, just, just – okay. I don't want to get the geographic so- in a second, but just to, to tie that up. I consider myself to be a super fan. I my favorite mm-hmm. my favorite um, outside of USC my favorite uh, series of plays to watch was literally a conference USA game in Charlotte versus UTEP when Charlotte gave up like fifty points in like ten minutes or something. It was great. Um, I love to watch football. I love to watch college football. I love it. And if I'm doubtful to get the Pac-10 streaming app, I think they're way 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 overestimating the subscribers that they'll get way overestimating well okay it, okay well, let me ask you that question then. let's say usc didn't leave the pac-12 would you get I and, and this yeah, is yeah. now where i, I would, would have you get to it? 
Yeah. You'd have to. Okay. But here's the thing. Yeah. Just, you've got the biggest program with the most fans. Exactly. That's the thing. And what's left over just, you know, Oregon has a lot of diehards and yeah, they'll bring in subscribers as will Washington, but the other ones, you know, like Washington state, they're like USC basketball. They have diehard fans. There's just not a lot of them. They're not going to bring in, you know, half a million people. They're going to bring in just, you know, tens of thousands at most. And you have that, you know, at a lot of other programs. Well, th- this is why you, you made the case for Stanford, and we'll get to the geographic here. It's it's number of people, right? I mean, you got you USC and UCLA. That the, the basically Los Angeles County alone is like twenty five million people, I think. Or no, w- w- no, it, it's what it, 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 it's a massive population in LA, in LA County, right? And then yeah. then you've got Orange <clears throat> County right beside there. There's a couple, another couple million there. Like some like the, the area around USC and UCLA is millions and millions of people, and yeah. obviously you go. Stanford, that's the Bay Area, another couple million people. Oregon, I mean, okay, there's like five, six million people in the state of Oregon. Great, good for them, but that's nothing compared to the Bay Area or the, or the Southern. Again, same thing as Washington. Okay, a lot of people around Seattle, but not that many compared to, yeah. again, a lot of those teams in California. So this is where I think a lot of them are like, this is this is why they're focusing on those teams, and there's, there's not this rush to add Oregon and Washington. Yeah. I, will, I will randomly defend the north, uh, the, the northwestern <laughs> athletic director, because I think if they were to add other West Coast teams, what? Look, if they were to add random well, other have West to Coast get teams, to like six. Yeah, and but like they could maybe like be like, oh, they're their own super division thing. Like they could do some sort of weird contrived thing to. They could like again, it's it wouldn't be a fair system, but like they could make up their own rules. Be like, oh, that's what we're gonna do now to fix. Like it's dumb. But whatever, like that's the they could do whatever they want, I yeah. guess, because they're. But like it's it's not well, it's, but, it doesn't make sense. But but then you would get to the networks would say no, I didn't I didn't pay to see USC and Oregon pay twice. I'm paying to to see USC play at Penn State. That's yeah. where you're getting this enormous contract. So I think there'd be some pushback there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could theoretically like well, make yeah, all fair. the. F- yeah. They could they could probably Don't, do something to make all the permanent opponents so like that locks off three USC games and then but then yeah you're right then that's less USC Ohio State USC Michigan USC Penn State right that's and that's what people want to see right I mean I'm excited well, for USC for. Ohio State yeah, yeah I'm I'm excited for USC Ohio yeah. State next year I'm I can't wait to see like when they play Iowa <laughs> yeah that too you know but um, like. Yeah, like I, I'm really excited for this. It, it's it's great, and that's the thing. In terms of academics, academics is is weird. I guess Stanford is probably among a better academic institution. Northwestern is too. There's these weird arguments about research dollars, but at the end of the day, I don't. This is about tens and tens of millions of dollars, and in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't think they're not. They're necessarily going to be like, oh, but they're better at cancer research. It's like, no, no, no. This is about. <laughs> This is about this is about media deals and, and population centers, and I, I think you can you could say, oh, we added Stanford for academic reasons when it's like, oh, they're from the Bay Area where there's more people than in in, in Eugene, Oregon, right? So, I think that's the. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way: what you say, I think this might be where the only pre- where the presidents might push back some, because the presidents who have to buy on these buy off on these, you know, I think this is where they're going to have a little bit of a of a. A concern, I guess I would say, or just be more interested. So I've got some numbers here. So I use the Wall Street Journal rankings because I think the U.S. news ones have been completely debunked. Um, The Big Ten right now, the median Wall Street Journal ranking 
Um, once they add USC and UCLA, it'll be 80. 80th in the country. Um, That's academically, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just added, or they're in the process of adding within a year, USC and UCLA ranked 19th and 27th. Washington is ranked 47th. Oregon is 241. That's that's a big hurdle. Um, Stanford is two. And just to come back to this is, you know, I think that that's an easy, much easier sell. And I'd say we come back to, you know, the points that you made er- earlier about the East Coast um, when I brought up the East Coast issue. I think that Stanford, there's two programs that they could easily pair up with that fit academically and they, they solve that East Coast time zone. Number one is Notre Dame. Notre Dame would go back to being playing, you know, a couple times a year early. They used to do it. No big deal. I think they get, you know, they only put up lights in there, I think, maybe 10 years ago in their stadium or something like that. So they can, they can you know, be the, the big noon kickoff, which would be fine. The other one would be Miami. Miami is a very highly rated um, academic institution. And hmm. you take, you know, you take Miami and all the – the media market and especially the recruiting base and the alumni base. I mean, home run, home run, home run in those three versus, you know, Oregon and Washington. And then you, you know, you pair them with a Stanford. Um, I think, I think actually Miami makes the most sense. And to that point, you've got, you mentioned this earlier, the ACC, you know, I don't know who knows this, but ACC is stuck in their current deal until 2035. Why would I hurry and just kind of add Oregon and Washington? I want to see what's left of the ACC. I want that to explode first because it's not going to survive its next this current deal, or it will survive its it won't survive past its current deal. Well, there I've is got, a theoretical. I think you can theoretically. Yes. You can see if half the conference votes to dissolve the conference, you can theoretically do it. But the problem okay. is, is the fact that it's like okay, we're all now going to do like all everybody's for themselves. And I don't think half the conference is like, I am comfortable in the situation. There's like six teams that are comfortable in that. But I think that the ACC has what, 14 teams, I think? 14 teams, yeah. Yeah. So there's like, there's six teams that are like, I'm good. And the other the other eight teams are like, I am not good with this situation. Because they're like, I don't know which conference I'm going to go to. So like, you've, you've got to somehow convince. And I think, I think there will be a check sent to some school somewhere or yeah. someone will be offered an in like, I think at some point, I think once this settle, once the dust settles with the PAC 12 and with the big 10, I would not be surprised if the sec and the big 10 or someone <laughs> is mediate something where yeah. six people are sent an invite to either the PAC, the big 10 or the, or the sec, or it'd be actually exactly seven people. Four people are going to get some invite to the like. Someone are going to get sent an SEC invite. Some are going to be sent a packed a Big Ten invite, and then that's going to be it. And it's going to be done. And I think, or some number of it, right? Whatever the, the half number is, half plus one. But that's going to, and it's once you get that number, it's going to be the the seven or eight biggest schools. And then once that happens, then the entire ACC is going to blow up. And I and I don't know what's going to happen after that. And we can guess which schools it's yeah. going to be. But once that happens, then I think you have an argument for, and I think that Notre Dame's going to have to make a decision somewhere too, and then you're going to end up with like two 20 team conferences. So yeah, I I think to that point, um, two things. Number one, of that six that say they're good with it, I think that probably three or four are actually good with it, and the other two or three are saying they're good with it just because they're demanding more money. But I don't know if they're really comfortable that they would land in a well, great spot should the conference th- dissolve. Well, th- this is the thing, right? Because they they. I think over the summer they they've now decided they're not doing unequal revenue sharing, which is going to be based off of uh, yeah. uh, su- success on the success. field. Yeah. The problem <clears throat> is is that 
if you're Miami, uh, you're not particularly happy with that after this last year. And the thing is, all it's going to take <laughs> is a couple of these schools to have a bad year, and they're going to be like, well, we had a rough year because this coach was bad or something happened or our star quarterback got injured, and now we're getting less money than this other school that is much smaller than us. And I think – like this, this patches together for a couple of years probably, and that's yeah. it. And it's again once you start seeing those the Big Ten and, and the SEC deals take off, that's when it's gonna be there's gonna be problems here. And I think it's only a matter of time before eight teams are slipped an in invitation. If, if you can secure landing spots for eight of the teams, it's over. They're gonna vote to dissolve the conference, and this is done. I think yeah. To that point, I think this probably ends with ESPN and Fox cutting checks to teams like or programs like Wake Forest um, and BC. Just you know, just basically break up money. If you will, just mm-hmm. to pay him to, to to not sue. Yeah, that that's where I th- I think that that's where this is heading. But yeah, that's still a bit farther away. And there's a lot of things. It's going to be the the 12 team playoff expansion, Big Ten expansion next year. A lot of that's going to depend on that. And although it's fun to speculate on the ACC, technically nothing is happening yet. But it feels like at any moment something could happen, though. And I think that's that's kind of where this is exciting, though. But. We'll, we'll move yeah. on to that 